0: Hey, fans, the NBA playoffs second round is in full swing. We can get to watching this game-to-game. We can get betting this game-to-game because this is where the contenders are separated from the pretenders. Y'all know what I'm talking about. Big bank, take little bank. To give you some skin in the game, DraftKings will be offering free-to-play pools every day of the basketball playoffs, offering players a free shot up to $10,000 in total prizes. That's right, ten dollars $10,000. 10- thousand dollars in total prizes up for grabs each day the best part is it's free to play DraftKings free-to-play pools are easy to enter just download the DraftKings app go to pools and choose from a wide variety of free contests for an opportunity to win cash prizes all you have to do is answer a handful of questions around what you think is gonna happen during that game and then you know watch the game track your results cheer along brag to your friends that you're getting things right the questions are ranged from like which teams gonna hit the most threes to who gonna score first who going to win the game, and you always going to win with DraftKings because it's safe, secure, and reliable, so you can deposit and withdraw your money at your convenience. Download the top-rated DraftKings app now and use the promo code TBPN when you sign up to get your free shot at up to $10,000 in total prizes every day of the NBA playoffs. Head to DraftKings' pools page to get your shot at huge cash prizes. That's promo code TBPN for a limited time, only at DraftKings eligibility restrictions apply see DraftKings.com for full details hey New Orleans Pelicans fans welcome back to the Protected Nets right here with unfiltered dunks me you got Dodson Forbes Sports is where I cover the Pelicans and Saints music movies and hoops for the rest of the NBA and just a few other things in the culture obviously the music and the movies which we've done a few things for for new orleans artists we got a few other things coming up like uh we're going to try and run a promotion with in nola we trust us it's not dot us it's dot us because they want you to feel inclusive it's a hat company here in new orleans they working on a few things we're going to try and bring y'all some stuff for them so y'all be on the lookout and other artists and musicians. We, we've done some stuff. Uh, Malik Harrison, the guy that did the uh, intro music for the podcast, he's written up some of the local musicians in New Orleans who are on the come up. So y'all go check all that out because we're going to keep trying to bring y'all some good stuff like that while we're waiting for this offseason to kick off. It's the playoffs. We've been watching the playoffs, everybody watching the playoffs. It's finally getting good now that we got LeBron out the way. It ain't his league no more. It's not even Kawhi Leonard's league no more. This is a wide open canvas for the nba to really start painting the new era of basketball and how it's going to be a competitive challenge for this team and look these 2021 playoffs they show the new orleans Pelicans several of the improvements they're going to need this offseason they show in the front office everything they lacking as far as roster construction and it's showing zion williamson and brandon ingram you know that they're really going to have to diversify their offensive arsenals. So they're going to have to really commit to attention some attention to detail some intense defense all throughout the year because you can't just turn it on, turn it off. Maybe if you LeBron and you in your thirties, you know what it feels like, but these guys are still learning. Their commitment cannot waver. If you're trying to corral Chris Paul, Donovan Mitchell, Luca, even Jokic, I mean you really you got to pay attention. You gotta be dialed in and this team needs some of that help. But they also gotta I mean, let's face it, we did not have a playoff roster this season. If you watch the playoffs, you see that the Pelicans would have got run out the gym from most of the games they played in, and it might have—it was probably smarter for the Pelicans to go ahead and tank, get the lotto pick, get a better pick, maybe top four, probably just going to be the 10th, but they could still do something with it. As much as the playoff playing experience would have mattered, I mean, it wouldn't have mattered that much, honestly, in my opinion. Zion still only played 85 games uh, before we start throwing him from the fryer pan into the fryer. Let's go ahead and season him up a little bit more, like actually let him play some games that would be considered his sophomore season. Between all the injuries and the pandemic, they, this David Griffith-led front office just hadn't been able to evaluate the team, hadn't really been able to build Williamson up. Zion ain't really got the confidence. Yeah, he looks real confident, but that's only on offense. On defense, it's a different thing. He He's still thinking too much when he's switching. So this front office, they got to evaluate every ever spot on the floor for an upgrade, except for Zion and B.I., that's your core. I think you keep Jackson Hayes around, you keep Najee Marshall around. But after that we gotta start building out some options. We gotta, we gotta build us a trade target list, we gotta build a free agent list, and we gotta build the draft board list. So I'm gonna look at the Eastern Conference today. Griffin admitted the Pelicans need to add shooting, defense, basketball IQ, they need to build a less wonky roster for Stan Van Gundy and that really is, it's a big man and, and a guard. We need a point guard. We need a big man that can stretch the floor a little bit, help Jackson Hayes out, maybe even give a different look than Steven Adams if we keep him around, which I think is a good good likelihood that we keep him around for $17 million. We just move Lonzo Bledsoe, use some space in a trade, some some draft assets to bring in somebody like a Jeremy Grant, and then we, we make a trade for somebody like Fred Van Vliet. I wrote that up in Forbes. I've been all over Twitter. Fred Van Vliet, I'm telling y'all, Go look at his stats. Go look at the way he played. Go look at his prime. Look at his contract. That guy's going to be a dog for the next three, four years. Toronto's best bet is to move him and try and start their rebuild because they're so far behind Brooklyn, Milwaukee, and Philadelphia. So we really got to look at that. But Let's go all the way down, up and down the Eastern Conference, starting at the bottom of the standings. The Detroit Pistons, their best free agent options are Wayne Ellington and Frank Jackson. Now, I love Frank Jackson to death. Try to still get me some Rare Roses material, get the hat, a little truck of hat, maybe some of that no-limit cash money type shirts they had going. But Frank did great after the All-Star break. He was putting up double-digit points. He was getting some assists. He was shooting better from three. He, he, he was all right. But if that's the best free agent option, we probably go out to shop somewhere else. I mean, elsewhere on Detroit, they got Jalil Okafor, 2.1 million. We, we could land him for cheap. But Jeremy Grant, he really he bet on himself. He would cost us a draft pick. He might cost us a player. But Grant wanted a bigger role and he bet on himself in signing him with Detroit. He spaces the floor. He can shoot thirty five percent or better on six point one attempts per game from behind the arc. He gets to the line six times, seven times a game, shoots eighty five percent. He takes advantage of those three points in a way that would really help these these Pelicans. I mean, look at Look at Warren Buffett. He say, if you don't learn to make money while you're sleeping, you're going to work every day in your life. When the clock stops on a basketball court and you still got opportunity to get some points, you've got to bag that in. You've got to save save your energy, but also get ahead of yourself when you can invest in in getting on a scoreboard and you're not losing time. That To me, that's how I've linked. I've been doing a few things with some high school programs lately and explaining to them about savings and investment in yourself and trying to link it to basketball if you want to start saving in life you gotta hit your free throws think about that if you want to save in life you gotta hit your free throws you trying to trying to get ahead when you go and you swipe your card put full five of them pennies towards your savings account like them acorns and all the maps that's what free throws are you literally just getting an extra shot to bank bank a point if you can't bank a point when you ain't even costing yourself no time you're just gonna be wasting time at the bottom of the standings And and we can't be having that next year is playoffs or bust. That's why again. I think Grant and Fred Van Vliet will help Grant He'll help with quick transitions. This team wants to play faster and keep that offense up He can rebound his position. He can defend multiple positions. He can get the ball out He's showing a little bit of smarts with that We can still run and gun with Grant and, and it wouldn't it wouldn't slow us down any he puts up 22 a game 34 minutes a night we could probably entice Detroit with just some draft picks because the rebuilding Pistons have only the pick they own for the next eight years. They've got one first round pick in next eight drafts. They're rebuilding. They gonna need to. Their only option is to get rid of the decent players they have now that won't be on contract when they're ready to actually push for a, a playoff spot again. They got to get rid of that dead money from Griffin. They might as well just move on from Grant, who got his he got his payday. He got his chance to show that he could run a team. He could be an option. Now he's got to show that he could do that on a winning team. That's his next challenge. What better way to, to prove that and to get Detroit what they need than to come to New Orleans, send them some picks, maybe give them give them Gigi Silva. Give them, at, at that price, you might have to do a sign-and-trade with Lonzo and send him to Detroit or even Bledsoe. But if you can piece these moves together in a way that you guarantee yourself getting Grant and Fred Van Vliet, you got to do it. You got to do it. He's Fred is an upgrade over Bledsoe Ball. He's even a, look at, his, look at his resume. He's an upgrade over Drew Holiday. That might be sacrilegious to say, but Fred is better than Drew. He's got more championships. He's got more playoff wins. On that Raptor scale for 538, he's a better player. War, defense, offense. Look, Fred is a baller, and we can get him entering his prime where we just sent Drew, and he was leaving his prime. So why not go for it? And other people, they got they got these other options. They want to send Lonzo to Chicago for Levine and Lori or something like that. They want to look at. You can even look. Let's let's look at the middle of the pack. You got the Hornets. They got Rozier, but that's 27 million. Hayward's going to be pushing 30 million. If you if you want to look at Orlando, the best they can do is give you Gary Harris for 20 million, or we can chase Otto Porter Jr. in free agency, and they're going to fill the same spot on the salary cap sheet. But I don't know that they're going to fill the same spot as far as a productive role on a playoff team. So that's why I've got to pass on that. The same reason if New Orleans had to call the Cleveland Cavaliers for Larry Nance Jr., Terrence Prince. Look, the Pelicans might like them more than Grant. They might have to ha- work out a more complicated deal as well. Because Grant, you could probably get and or, just take back Grant. You wouldn't have any other bad contracts. Detroit doesn't really have any other contracts to give away. They're all on their first year. They're all on minimum level deals. Frank Jackson was on a two-way contract. He couldn't even really get in a rotation. So after the All-Star break, because they didn't want—that's just the way the two-way contracts are structured. But Frank did well. But Detroit, it, their only option is to take Chase Grant if they want to jumpstart their rebuild. Again, Larry Nance Jr. Don't think he'd be as good. Prince, not as good. Even New Orleans, if they found a favorable deal to take on some of those contracts, they might have to take back Kevin Love's contract in a sign-and-trade or chase Jarrett Allen, Colin Sexton look Sexton's probably not ready for start and roll he could be a useful backup if we sent Bledsoe and Lonzo out but you're still gonna need a more established veteran in front of him and that's how the Pelicans have to start looking at these moves It's not only what does this move do but what can we do with the next move what assets are we gonna have ready for that next move what role is gonna be vacated that we have to fill after one move for the second move all that comes into play that's why I don't think a lot of these guys are, are really gonna be high up on the list even if you go look, they go. Toronto could have a fire sale. The same thing could be said for the Pacers. Malcolm Brogdon, twenty one million. Karis LeVert, seventeen five. Miles Turner, eighteen. Demana Sabonis, at nineteen eight. Everyone in the players is probably going to be on the trade market for something. Everybody's going to be listening to offers. Yeah, I don't think the Pacers blow it all the way up. They just got rid of the coach, and, and and they really think they had a a chance to win some playoff games, if not a series, if they'd have got matched up, say, against the Atlanta Hawks. Yeah, now that we see what Atlanta can do, that might have been the wrong kind of thinking for Indiana. But Brogdon, Levert, Turner, and Sabonis, that, that is a nice core. It's not going to stay together. But would the Pelicans want to go pluck one of them off of that Pacers tree and, and see how they want to work? Maybe. But again, Lavert, Turner, Sabonis, Brogdon. I still put Jeremy Grant in the mix at $20 million. He's just as good as most of those players Depending on what you'd have to get back for them, but a player and a pick go for it You've got to find somebody and the pelicans you when I say you got to find somebody the pelicans always have the option of making a Godfather offer to the washington wizards for bradley bill Who's making 34 35 million add some trade kickers and no trade clauses? And you got to get him that if you go after bill You got to have a contract extension in place the same as if you go after any of the boston celtics who are tough to read but they ready, they may be ready to move on from Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum, or Marcus Smart. And Smart could replace Josh Hart in a possible trying to sign a trade deal. That's Smart's only on 14 million. That's about what Josh Hart's probably gonna get. Josh might want 15 to 18. He's probably gonna have to set up from twelve to fifteen. Jalen Brown's at twenty-six. Jason Tatum's at twenty-eight. If the Celtics blow it up, they're gonna have plenty of offers. So would the Pelicans wanna have to go over the top? And an offer for brown bill tatum smart or would they rather pay a more reasonable market rate again for grant fred van vliet that's where you have to start looking at yeah there might be a better player available but they're also going to have more people bidding for them the price is going to be way higher and once you get above a certain spot there's not many options because if you go up the standings the atlanta hawks new york knicks they've got their foundation set again the 2019 nba champion toronto raptors it's time for them to start their 2020s rebuild they're that far behind Brooklyn, Milwaukee, and Philadelphia. Brooklyn and Philly, they're looking to reinforce their rosters. And their spare parts aren't going to be that appealing to New Orleans. And the Pelicans, look, the Pelicans already raided the Bucks in the Drew Holiday trade. What else could we send to Milwaukee for what they got? Unless we want Drew back, which I doubt's going to happen. That's never going to happen. But you got to be a little, little silly with it. It's the silly season. It's the offseason. Look, New Orleans has done well to leverage favorable deals the past two offseasons. As a seller. With Anthony Davis and Drew Holiday. Now David Griffin and Trajan Langan can attack the market as buyers. Toronto's not going to sell low on Pascal Siakam, who's making 33 mil, and the Pelicans probably wouldn't want to put that on the cap sheet anyway. He's out five months due to a shoulder surgery. I mean, Paul George hadn't even looked right after his shoulder surgery, and it's been years. I would want to wait and see on Pascal Siakam. OG Ananobi, $16 But he's under contract till 2024. He's one of the best assets to keep around for a refresh, not a rebuild in Toronto. If they go full rebuild, everybody's probably going to leave. If Marcel Jury leaves, they all out of there. But Fred Van Vliet, at less than 20000000 million, he's got only two years left on his contract. It means Toronto, if they don't move him this year, they'll be looking to move him next year. If they don't extend him, uh, he's going to be looking for more of a championship challenge. I don't think Toronto's going to be in that position. And he's got everything that we need. He provides everything New Orleans needs. Shooting, basketball IQ, defense, playoff experience. Again, this will be the best time to go get him. And it's also the best time for Toronto to move him. Van Vliet's entering his prime. He fits the culture in New Orleans. The, the culture they've been looking to create, he's coming from it in Toronto. They already built it. They, they got their championship. The New Orleans went up there and watched them raise the banner. The Pelicans need confident guard play to have a chance at winning any kind of playoff series. Look, the point Zion strategy, it works best in short bursts during regular season games. The Pelicans cannot burden Williamson with carrying that much of the offense in a playoff series. Giannis got caught out for not having no bag. We don't need Zion getting caught in that same rut. Keep him on the move. Bring in a more steady leader. Again, the 538th Raptor system is pegging Flanveet as the 20th best player in the NBA. Zion is 38th ingram is 66th we could get somebody that much better than ingram on both sides of the court for very little as far as you know outgoing capital outgoing assets he's a steady hand fred's a steady hand on offense he's already received votes for nba's all defensive teams last year we're going to expect more of that coming up the next five years and when you look at how we're going to have to get out of the west chris paul's been rejuvenated since teaming up with devin booker and monty williams once paul pushes past 40 still got luca donovan Mitchell, john morant Jamal Murray Dame Lillard still got a few years left Steph still got a few years left so the Pelicans are going to need somebody either Lonzo's got to grow into that role quicker than we expect the Pelicans will have to show that faith and give him a contract that maybe it's still got a little bit of potential on top instead of all production is why he's earning that money so look at it from New Orleans perspective they could go out and upgrade look at Toronto's perspective they got a rebound but look at Fred Van Bleet's perspective he's looking for another championship challenge before his next contract's up and he turns 30 he can earn him one more real big paycheck and what better challenge exists in the NBA than New Orleans Zion and B.I. they both ascending all-stars. VanVleet is young enough to relate but old enough to provide a leadership that B.I. and Ingram are still learning still need I mean Fred Van Bleet was an undrafted prospect come up to be the best point guard to ever he could be the best point guard to ever initiate an offense for B.I. Zion. He would definitely be the most accomplished. And he's he's got that dog in him. We know he's not gonna rest on his laurels as a top pick. He's really gonna go out there and get it. So frankly, the level of accomplishment on Fred Van Vleet's resume commands more respect than Drew Holiday or Bledsoe's. His all-around on court game, his intangibles, his willingness to commit to winning in New Orleans would be invaluable if he would be willing to commit. That's another reason to go get him. So while the rest of the NBA is waiting to crown a champion, and they're all going to be looking, all the fans are going to be looking for the home run and the offseason. They're going to play with their trade machines. These New Orleans Pelicans just need to hit a couple of doubles. They need to plot on how to acquire a champion in Vran V. They need to figure out how they can upgrade that big man rotation so that we're not forcing Zion at the five or the one And that's all it is. It's all or nothing with Zion. He's point Zion or bully ball Zion. We've got to diversify him a little bit. Grant and Vlambley may not be the headline moves fans are looking for, but they would be the playoff caliber upgrades to this roster that would keep this front office not only in a job, but also moving towards what they want to build with a sustained championship culture. And I think those two moves, seeing how you wouldn't have to give up much, would reinforce this roster to where a fifth seed would not be out of question. It was a little unreasonable to think that last offseason as much as we wanted to be optimistic. But going into the next season, it, it's more of a burden than just straight optimism. And the, with the burden there, the upgrades have to come. Jeremy Grant, Fred Van Viet. And if you go through the Eastern Conference rosters, one by one, you'll see that as far as risk, reward, return on investment, yeah, in the East you've got Bill, you've got Russell Westbrook, but that, that's an all or nothing hit. That's all or nothing. And if you miss out on that and you don't have a second option, well, somebody else is going to have the all-star you wanted, and you're not going to have nothing to show for your offseason. That is not going to be a good look for the fans, B.I., Zion, or the front office. So if we want to look good, we got to feel good. we got to go out. we got to get some feel-good stories, some people who fit with this roster. And guys, I appreciate you all being around for 20 minutes give us a five-star review. I'm telling you, I've heard a little bit of smoke around Fred Van Vliet. Jeremy Grant, just one of them players that once I once I kind of started seeing the details and seeing the trends, he's, I, I, he's someone I've identified that would be a target in the Eastern Conference. So let me know what you think. Pelicans fans will be back next Western Conference, the Western Conference rundown of rosters and who we can target. So until then, y'all stay safe out there. Hope you're enjoying the sunshine, and remember, protect your nest.